Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Mom, or should I say Mother? I am. Let's go. Let's go to South Korea. A mother desperately searches for the killer who framed her son for a girl's horrific murder. What, what could go, go wrong? Go wrong? We are doing the 2009 film Mother. It was released, it had its premiere at Cannes, which that was a nice tie-in because last week, remember, we had Gilda, and that was at the very first Cannes Film Festival. Yes, it was. So this made its premiere May 16th, 2009, and then it was released widely in South Korea on May 28th, 2009. Here are the particulars. It's... Story is by and it's directed by Bong Joon Ho. He also did Memories of Murder, which I highly recommend. It was really good. Hmm. He also did Parasite, which won the Academy Award in 2020 for Best Picture. He also did The Host and Snowpiercer and Okia, or Okja. Hmm, sorry. Um, this is his fourth film, Mother, and all the rest of his films are South Korean productions, except Snowpiercer and Okia are predominantly in English. So I haven't oh, okay. seen either one of those, but I've heard about them. The screenplay is by Bang Ju Ho, who also wrote the screenplay for Phantom, colon, The Submarine, and also Sea Fog, and Park, and Park Yon Kyo, who did Crush and blush and the great battle so i don't know if those are three films or two based on how my notes are apologies understood the music is by lee byung wo i'm sorry lee byung wu who also did a tale of two sisters the host the king and the clown the director of photography is hong kyung pyo who is Jun Ho's go-to guy ever since he shot Snowpiercer. And he also shot Sea Fog, Parasite, and Deliver Us from Evil. The editor is Moon Saw Kyung, who also cut New World. Starring as mother, Kim Hyaja. Did I say that right, Teeny? I'm not sure. I thought it was Kim Haya, but... Kim Haya. Apologies. Apologies. We have, been, we have been researching on how to say these names correctly. Because we want to be respectful. Yes. And I also have been known to butcher everything that I read. As if you've, if you've well documented to in podcasts. this podcast is that... There's something going on with my reading and pronunciation. There's it, always been something going on with your reading. It, yes, it <laughs> always has been. She played Mother. She's also known for The Light in Your Eyes um, and a mother type. She always plays. A, so she's known for playing a mother type figure in a, in a bunch of Korean television series. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So there's also in, it was called Country Diaries. What is love? My mother's sea. Um, and so to South Korean audiences, they know her as just the iconic mom character. 
um, unconditionally loving and self-sacrificing mother. So that's what, when they see her, that's automatically what she thinks because those were what the roles that she made. And in Korea, they have these dramas that are really dramatic because my roommate used to watch them. They're just like super melodramatic dramas and stuff, really tugging at the old heartstrings. So I don't know if like these are the type of dramas or what kind of feels like that is. But so there is, she is known and she is known as a type of actress. She was amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Wan Bin as Yoon Do Joon, who is her son. He is super famous in Korea. Yes, this actor. He came to fame as a um, in the TV series Autumn in My Heart. And then he was also in popular films Guns and Talks and The Man from Nowhere. And he's only made about five films or something, a handful of films, and he hasn't acted in 10 years, but he is still one of the most beloved actors in South Korea. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. He is just, they just love him. And he's, I was reading this article about how he's, he's, was very selective about his roles and then also a bunch of roles and stuff that he was going to do fell through and, and stuff like that. So it isn't like he's completely retired. It's just stuff has, he's just selective and stuff has fallen, just not worked out, but, but they nevertheless, they still know him and love him. Um, we have Jin Gu as Jin Tae. This was his breakout film role. This is what put him on the map as far as um, South Korean film stardom. He was also in Descendants of the Sun, The Showdown, and One Line. And we have Moon Ji-yoon as Ji-moon, the detective that's in charge. Mm -hmm. He was also in The Man Next Door and Dangerously Excited. And Mm -hmm. those are our particulars. Outstanding. Well, we start with birds chirping, and there is a middle-aged Asian woman in tall, dry grass. At first, I said a wheat field, but I didn't see any wheat at the end of them. And we have percussion music, and she starts to move to the music out in this grass. And wow, it, she doesn't it, start to move to the music. She just starts dancing. She's having a pure sound of music in the field moment. Yeah. This is one of the things that always makes me, it's like an inside joke with myself, is the idea of especially a certain type, like every, I don't, I don't know, but there is a just definitely a certain type and just being a young woman in general, but you'll also know, like, get, like, high as the certain type, where sometimes you just have to dance. You just have to dance. And that doesn't yep. necessarily mean that it's... It, sometimes you just got to dance because you're so happy, but also sometimes you just got to dance because you just... There's nothing else to do but to just dance. I'm going to say I have never had that feeling. Thank you. In my you. entire life, I have never been like, Nor have oh, I. my God, I just have to dance right now. Well, I'm holding it down for those certain type of women. Because, yes, over here, sometimes there's nothing to do but to just dance. Yeah, I've never had that need because I am humiliated enough in my life. 
And that I have enough would, anxiety, social yeah. anxiety. I don't need anyone, even when I'm in my room, my own house. Right. I, I don't, don't even like, mind dog seeing that. No. I, I don't even want to humiliate myself. No. Do you know that I have probably nightly dance parties while I'm cooking my dinner or something? I mean, I do my own, like, I'll, I shuffle my feet when I move, but dance, no. Oh, like yeah. her kind of dancing, like, like mm-hmm. you do that in your apartment while you're cooking dinner. Yes, and that her kind of dancing is very specific type of dancing. It me. is. It felt very emo. It felt very like I've seen that happen on in my early twenties on dance floors. I when I'm dancing out in public, my dance tends to be more exuberant. But I definitely did feel the vibes of her. Like, you know, the I mean, I, about- lo- I loved her vibes. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh. I love it that other people can do that and feel yeah. and that feels good to them. That would be painful for me. Well, because mm-hmm. everybody like that's a thing of like, oh, you think your shit don't stink? Like everybody's shit stinks. Everybody's body moves weird and awkwardly. I'm just going to I'm just going to let this little light of mine shine. This, oh, y'all. this is where Christine and I first bonded. At least I bonded with Christine over her lack of wanting to dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was very mad about the first dance. I'm still mad did. that you didn't have to do a fucking first dance, but that's fine. Yeah, that you was... did see me on the dance floor once, though. Yeah, standing, I... standing there. I did see that. Yeah. It was just, yeah, just for someone who married a musician. It's just because, okay, now part of that is when you go to a club and your and your partner is in the band, it was very comfortable because I didn't have to get up to dance because he was otherwise occupied. Yeah, and you know there is you got to be able to just like, hey, I'm I'm Nomborishnikov over here, you know. I'm, I watched Tina last night. My God, I wish I was Tina Turner. And that's sort of the delusion that I operate in when I'm dancing is that I go with, with Tina Turner vibes. And then when I catch myself in the mirror, shocked to see <laughs> oh, no. how good you are. My eyes. Oh. Yes. Just shocked at, at, at how different uh, Tina Turner and I's bodies move. Just yeah. complete difference. It's very disappointing. But then I don't let the disappointment get me because I just got to dance. Well, I did put you in <laughs> ballet when you were young, mm-hmm. just so you'd have an awareness of your body in space. Seems yeah. like that worked out well. <laughs> I think she just wanted to see these, these tights, these thighs and some tights. That's what she wanted. Rain them buppies in. <laughs> How like how do we find tights that that are still tight on her calves and yet fit over those thighs? And you don't have to triple the the toes <laughs> into the dance shoes. Okay, we have really digressed. So there is a we're only uh, in woman. minute one of the movie. <laughs> in minute one, mother is is dancing in this field, and then. We move to her. She is cutting dried grasses with what um, a teacher knows as a paper cutter. And mm-hmm. she has, she's an herbologist. Yes. And she has uh, her herb store. And she's cutting these dried grasses. And um, 
she's looking out in the street because she always keeps her eyes on her son and he's playing with the dog. And then he, does he get hit by the car? I thought he almost got hit by the car. He did. I think she pushed him out of the way and I think he still got hurt a little bit. He was bleeding. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't his blood. It was oh, that's right. Mother's <laughs> blood. I, I feel like I, I have in the particulars I did a disservice and I failed to really nail in the point of Bon Ju Ho is a master filmmaker and this guy knows about pacing and setting suspense and how so like when you see it's the dried oh herbs God. and the and oh her God. knife and that she's not paying attention to what she's doing and then it cuts with her fingers getting closer and closer and he's in a car playing with the dog and you're just like, nothing good is going to happen. Exactly. And if you've ever used one of those paper cutters and you're using and you're cutting more paper than you should at one time, that it, people have been very hurt by those. Uh, okay, so yes, she cuts off part of her finger, but it doesn't. She doesn't even know it because she is a mother, and her son is in danger, and so she is. That's all she cares about. So she runs out to him. He says, "No, he is bleeding at that point because she hasn't even gotten to him yet." I don't know, because some 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 of it is her blood. Uh, anyway, and how old do you think? There's basically is? a hit and run. Yeah, right. Because the the car didn't stop, and yeah. I thought he was early twenties. Yeah, me too. Early yeah, twenty. Um, and he runs away and gets in a car. I think it was a taxi. Yes. Yes. And Jin Tae is in that taxi, and there's they're saying it's her blood on him. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so then. Jin Tae is telling the, the taxi driver, take us to the Royal Golf Course because he is going to get revenge on a hit and run where the people didn't stop. Right. And so you know, it was like a black Mercedes Benz and he's like, where else would a Mercedes Benz be going around here? They've got to be at the fancy golf course. Exactly. And we're not in we're not in Seoul. We're we're in um like we're not in a major metropolitan area of South Korea. Mm -mm. Right. Countryside. Uh he says bastards who slam on the gas after hitting someone deserve to have their faces slashed. Boop. Well they find the bins in the parking lot of said Royal Golf Course. Um and Jin Tae, does he kick it? He he kicks off the rearview mirror, or it, he yeah. kicks off the yeah. And then our guy tries to <laughs> tries to come in with a flying kick of his own and yeah. fails miserably. So the son is Do Chun. And he slides along the car because he's trying to kick it, but it would be a total mom move where mm -hmm. he, and then he, he lands on the pavement and he hurts his hip. And um, we cut back to mother. Mother's worried about him. He doesn't care that mother's worried about him. So they're at the golf course and Jin Tae asks if Do Chun remembers why they were there. And asks um, what his mother sees in him. So at this point, we are 
surmising that Do Chun is um, a little intellectually different. Yeah, I couldn't remember what the term was, intellectually different. I'm saying intellectually different. Um, they did not. They said other things that were mm -hmm. offensive. I have it in nerd alerts. Um, so Do Chun finds, so he's in the lake, you know, like the, the water trap of the golf course. And he's, I thought they were like duck eggs he was picking up and putting in his pocket. I thought that wasn't going to go well, but they were golf balls. <laughs> yeah. He was finding all yeah, these. May, golf yeah, balls. at the golf course. Yes. Must be picking up duck eggs. <laughs> in the duck. water trap. In the water trap. <laughs> so they are like in, on the golf course waiting for that Benz to pass by so they can get their revenge. Well, they're waiting for the occupants of the Mercedes Benz to pass by. Yes, I'm not expecting the Benz to pass by on its own. Well, after the duck eggs, we just had to make sure that... they're going to be in a golf cart. So it's going downhill from here. Okay. <laughs> so I had written all this time, dude in charge, because I didn't know Jin Tae's name, but I do now. So Jin Tae asks what he's going to do with all the golf balls. And Do, do Chun says, I'm going to give them to a girl. And then there's a discussion, have you ever slept with a girl? And he's going, yeah, yeah, I sleep with my mom. And oh, my God. Okay, so um, Do Chun, uh, there's a golf cart coming on the golf cart tra uh, trail. And he, Do Chun has a big stick. And he jumps in the path of the golf cart, but he gets scared and he jumps back into the trees at which point Jin Tae is smacking him for being stupid as the golf cart passes and the people in the golf cart are looking like what is going on over there then Jin Tae gets the stick and starts running after them and he's a fast runner because mm -hmm. he can catch up with the golf cart they don't go that fast and he grabs golf clubs some of them gold I mean, not, I'm not saying 24 karat, but a gold golf club as opposed to a silver, silver one, club. you know, just says entitlement. Okay. Yeah. Stay with me here. Then um, an odd fight ensues where uh, the people in the golf cart are fighting with Jin Tae and Do Chun. And it was next scene. Everybody's at the police station. So they, uh, Jin Tae is saying it was a hit and run. And then, but the uh, people in the golf cart from the Benz are saying, well, it was assault. And so the, the police officer is saying, hey, you know what? They equal each other out. So, you know, no harm, no foul. But then the Benz people say, except for my rear view mirror. Do you know how much that's going to cost to get that fixed on my Benz? So... Um, at which point Jin Tae says, Do Chun, why did you do that? Why did you kick that rearview mirror off? You know, deflect and mm -hmm. um, so who gets in jail? 
Nobody? So June ends up in jail for it. Oh. Doesn't but that weren't didn't Jintae and the police officer guy weren't they kind of like really buddy buddy and talking to each other? I got the vibe that that they were kind of because at one point he says, "Well, he's gonna have to pay him back," and he's like, "Well, his mom isn't gonna be able to afford it," and then he's like, "Oh, I guess you'll have to come to me and borrow some money." Oh, okay. And I don't know. I just kind of got the feeling, basically, that this guy is taking advantage of his, this other, the mother's son, who is his friend, but he doesn't treat him like a friend, and his being intellectually different, and how he can manipulate that to, like, like he's got a con going, a little bit of a scam. Okay, because, yeah, he's not in jail yet. They're they're still talking. And then the owner of the Benz calls him a retard. Mm -hmm. And that is a trigger for Do Chun. So he goes across the table at him and assaults him. Yeah. One of those things of like, uh, you know, people can go around saying whatever you want to say. But one day you might say the wrong thing to the right. wrong, person, wrong person. And they're going to have a little bit of something to say about what you just said. Because the next scene, the mother comes in with little jars of uh, her herbs. Or, or the essence of her herbs or something. And she's putting it on everybody's desk. Because she's making nice. Because that's what a mom does. And this isn't her first rodeo. Right. So um, I guess he's released, but it did seem like the head police dude knew them like from childhood because she's yeah, saying, they're familiar with what. each other. And yeah. I think like she's had to get him out of things like this before. Exactly. exactly. It's a, it feels it's a like a small town, I think, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's very small so town. It's, so even though you're watching this and it's a different culture, there's that's why I like watching movies from different parts of the world because you see the differences but then you also see like small town right. life the small town life you know and moms are gonna do what moms gotta do they're at home eating dinner and the, mom and the police is... are still gonna be corrupt yeah mm. yeah <laughs> Ooh, drop the mic <laughs> so mom is tearing the meat off the bones to give to do chun I had a hard time with his portrayal of an intellectually different person. It's really hard to nail that. Yeah. It was was uncomfortable for me, having spent my professional life working with children. I have a question. Was it uncomfortable for you because you just knew that this was an non-intellectually different person play like you knew that he was acting and so you're just kind of like uh because it's very easy it's kind of like when people play drunk yeah it's really easy to go over the top with mm-hmm. it so is it is it like that to you when mm-hmm. you see because you've had the experience so you're it just like this me. is just over the top and uncomfortable it was it yes his portrayal of an intellectually different person was uncomfortable. And then how much everybody fed into that. 
was uncomfortable, which does happen. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there are no consequences for you because you're intellectually different. So you can't have the consequences other people have. So therefore you go around life thinking, uh, you know, sort of like Donald Trump. I don't, I, I'm not accountable for anything. That is, that is something I dealt with a lot as well as when people are just, it's, it's a really fine balancing act and it takes a really strong actor to be able to pull it off. I felt like, have and you, can you think of any performances where somebody has pulled it off? Because um, I always go back to that joke in Tropic Thunder, which it's that joke that it hasn't ever aged well, but it's about getting an Academy Award and going full. Um, they did. They used a problematic term, going full intellectually disabled, and that's a sure way to get an Oscar. I felt like Dustin Hoffman in uh, Rain Man. Rain Man. That was just when. We, as an educational group, were learning about autism. I felt like he was extremely good with that part. Um, but, see, that was the beginning of autism, and there are so many spectrums and um, levels. I don't know if I would feel that way if I saw it again today. Mm, so we, we should put that in the queue. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely felt at the time, wow, he nailed it. Um, but that was before I actually had several children with autism in my class. So uh, I will have to see how that is. It's, it, well, yeah, it's, it's also, I think, one of those things of like, if that movie were made today, would we pick the same actor to play him? Or I don't know. It's like an interesting question of, do you have an actor to play this type of person? Or is that maybe a role we don't do? unless mm -hmm. you can find the person right. that can do exactly. it that is actually but like then the, we also get into the business aspect of it is of that these things aren't like it's these, not real yeah it's not real and it's it's to make money it's to get right. people in the exactly. seat yeah so i yeah. have problem with the good doctor for the same reason he's he he does a decent job but it's still just it's just triggering ring. for you. It does. It doesn't yeah. ring true to me. I loved when you were, there was a TV show where they had um, an intellectually different son on it. Family. Remember family? No, it wasn't family. It was life goes on. Okay. You're about quirky. Qu yes. Qu quirky. Yeah. Yeah. And life goes on. And it yes, was Down great. Syndrome. Yes. And, and they have, there are now some Down syndrome actors and mm -hmm. actresses and hurrah, because that's, it, it, let it be authentic, you yeah. know? So, okay. That was a trigger for me. Sorry. Another tangent. Um, then, so they're eating dinner. She's pulling the meat off the bone and he goes, I, you don't have to do that for me. I can eat this myself. And yeah, he's chewing into a little bit of bone and getting some of that gristle you two hate. But but he, he was able to do that. And she needed to be needed by him as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, yeah. But the mom is saying, please stay away from Jin Tae. He's a, he's a bad dude. Like he framed you. Well, this happened to... Uh, Adam in uh, elementary school. Mm -mm. He was framed for something. 
a friend of his felt like if he pulled Adam into it, they wouldn't get in as much trouble because I was a teacher at the school and Adam hadn't been a part of this. It was a very, a very small thing to happen. And um, I think that person and I made up at your wedding. I think yeah, it's the first time too. we made up at your wedding. Here, here, here. Put it in the I, chat. Who was it? I even told him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I was like, ooh, I was not happy with you about that, sir. Yeah, yeah. And he, okay, so we're not going to go into that anymore. Um, so next scene, we have Doch, Dochun peeing against a wall. Which it was that like not done then or <laughs> I don't know. It was just very because she goes up to him, he hasn't taken his medicine, which is a, a brown liquid that he's supposed to be drinking. So she is pouring it into his mouth as he continues to pee on the wall. I well no, I... also she was like staring at him. She was staring at like it wasn't like she was staring at his eyes. She okay, like I'm gonna the waist and was staring. She was to, like, what, 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 ma? What's going on there? I'm thinking just now maybe she was checking the color of his urine to make sure he was healthy. Other people might go, what? Why was she checking it? Okay, so the, it was all it was uncomfortable. <laughs> um. And then he runs to get a bus. Well, we have mom doing acupuncture on, I thought, a pregnant woman's belly. But it was a woman's butt and she wanted to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And the mom is telling her she won't charge her, but could she lend her some money? Um, And the lady goes, if you give me medicine to get pregnant. So later we find out mom does not have a license to do acupuncture. So it's not really legal for her to be doing acupuncture. Now we have Do Chun in a bar with a woman and they're waiting for Jin Tae. And they have cell phones, old cell phones. And mom calls. And then Do Chun falls asleep on the table, drooling on the table. And a young girl comes in, and she is very nice to him. She seems like a friend to him. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the waiter comes over and wants to be paid for the drinks because Jin Tu Jin Jin Tae does not come. He's supposed to meet them. That's the only reason the the other woman was hanging around. So he offers to pay in golf balls for the drinks. So that lets you know that there's, okay. He's walking home and he starts following a schoolgirl. She has on her uniform and her backpack and she goes into an abandoned building and he starts to walk away and a big concrete block gets thrown out and he turns around and walks home. Well, the next day the police are at that building and the girl is dead hanging over the top of the building and they are discussing her in the case. We're back we have at, a murder. We have a murder. We're back at the shop. And she, uh, mother sees the police in the street with her son. While 
a customer um, is accusing her of acupuncture without a license. She's not hearing anything that woman is saying. She's only paying attention to her son in the street with the police. Um, at which point they put Do Chun in the car and take off. And she runs after that car. Another fine sprinter we have. Mm -hmm. And the car gets in an accident. We find out Do Chun is under arrest for murder. A golf ball was found by the dead girl's body. Mm. And I stopped there. I mean, all right. There you have it. We have, we have set the table for you. So we are about to spoil it. It's available for rent. Uh, I got it from iTunes or the Apple rent Apple thing. TV. I got it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. It's out there. It's available. I recommend watching it. I enjoyed this movie. I did too. I so. did as well. Don't try to take notes while I watching had to wa it. I did have to watch the ending again, and I'm so glad I did. Yes. I might have, I might have to pull that With up. the last 20 minutes, I was like, holy shit, I didn't catch yes. that. Well, there were several things that I There's thought a lot. was going to happen that didn't Yeah, happen. it was a very mm -hmm. good, like... Oh, so much suspense. Psychological thriller that you didn't know what was going to happen. Exactly. Next. And it this, did things that you didn't think it would. As well as moments of humor. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. were some funny things really that funny happened. Really funny parts. Yeah. So we'll get into some of them, but we just wanted to let you know, you come back, visit us after you. Yeah, uh, I would it. definitely watch it and then come back. Two hours and seven minutes, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is the intro that you can fast forward through. So now we are to our POC count, which this was in South Korea. To us, uh, it would be people of color, but to South Korea, it was not. And our caste system. Yeah. So for caste, because I didn't do POC yeah, There count. would be no reason. There's no white people in this. There's no black people in this. But that's, I mean, it's a South Korean film. It's a South it Korean be. people. And there um, is still a power of caste moment. Yes. yes. So here we go. Okay. At one point, they mentioned something about um, China products. Oh, because she's an herbalist and mm -hmm. she doesn't want to bring in the China, the Chinese herbs because they're inferior. Inferior so to the South Korean just, herbs. Yes, because for Americans, of course, we do what Americans do. And as soon as you become a, a get on American soil, all Asians are just the, all the same. But there's a lot of beef going back so long. Like, longer, it, it makes, um, you know, American history, because that's what's so laughable about American history. I was watching a, you know, one of these South Korean histories in brief, kind of like 10-minute videos, you know? And, like, you're going back into 10,000, like, just so far back in history that, that it's, it's just ridiculous, and I'm just laughing. But... Yeah, they're there because it's the world and it's the history of the world. So there's a lot of a history of tension between South Korea and Chinese and China and Japan. And in this video, it was the first time I kind of saw it where I was like, oh, China, because, you know, Korea is on the Korean Peninsula, which is 
you know, China's above it. So it's kind of like, well, how did Korea get to be Korea when you think about mm-hmm. it? And, and then if you if you have the map a certain way, you're, it's like China, the Korean Peninsula, and Japan. And so you're just like, right. well, of course there's been all this beef and just the, the whole, there's a whole caste system of that that you could just go into. So I thought that that was interesting. But in America, I, they're all just Asians. So uh, apologies for that. Right. And a caste system with people with um, intellectual differences, um, medical differences, um, th- those are always a lower caste. And mm-hmm. boy, was he treated like a lower caste. And people with money just being able to buy their way out of problems and exactly. hit and runs and... Mm-hmm. And the cast of lawyers and clients, mm-hmm. beca- along with the money, because the the moneyed people could were over their lawyers because they could pay. But like mother who needed a lawyer for her son, she had to rely on the lawyers, and they were like, "You can't really pay me, so I'm not going to do that much for you." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation with the murder victim Ah Young mm-hmm. how we learn about her situation and how she's ta- she's living with her grandmother but she's really the one that's taking care of her grandmother because her grandmother's dependent on rice liquor correct exactly so she isn't much of a parental help and it comes out that she has she um she engages in sexual activity with boys in her school or like it was mostly boys right but didn't right well well we don't know and instead of because she knew enough to know not to ask for money because she would get kicked out of school so she would get paid in like rice or rice or rice cakes uh, or rice, yeah, and so she, that was how she got the nickname Rice Cake Girl, and it was just like that whole cast of like, well, she's doing the like she's a teenager in school. What else is she going to do? And how the all the boys like look down upon her, you know? Call well, they names. come and get their jollies with her. Yeah, but then meanwhile, she, you know, they don't have a problem, um, you know, paying what it is it's just like that you talked about it include and you're just like I, huh? um and yeah well i was saying like nobody teases the boys for right. coming to that but like, no in fact it's mm-hmm. more of a go 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 yeah you you got that too yeah Ooh. yeah and that she is walking home alone and you're like how conditioned we are as women of like, oh girl, why are you walking home alone? But like that's something that like men don't really have to think about. Like she, they can just walk home alone. And then at some point, you know, she's, you know, and I'm sure she's walked home enough times to have drunk men say all sorts of stuff to her. So she's mm-hmm. walking home. This drunk guy says something to her, and. She has, like, she just decides to stick up for herself and, you know, fires a shot back. And that shot back that she fires verbally 
yeah. turns out to be the one thing mm-hmm. that, yeah and and um it's a it's just that you're just like oh man wow that's how that that's why out. we need to just get rid of that word across all all cultures well we'll have we'll talk about that in nerd alerts and then my other one that i have that i thought was interesting was when that scene it was toward the end of the film when it's raining because mothers left the police station and the collector's walking by and mother takes the umbrella from the back of the collector and she, you know she's walking and then she stops collector junk dealer yeah and then she goes she makes it a point to run back because he didn't know that she took the umbrella but she stops and makes it a point to go and pay him so she takes out two bills and holds it up to the collector and the collector looks at her and just takes one of the bills and I just thought that that was an interesting cast I moment of the, the two mm. of like, oh, I could have gotten away with this. But it, she's like, well, we're kind of on the, the same level. Do I want to do hurt another person in this way? Take, take from someone. And then instead of him being greedy, he's like, I recognize that she needs this. I just take just the, mm. the bit of honesty yeah. between the two that. equal cast. Game recognizes game, mm-hmm. sort of. Okay, any other cast? Uh, well, there that. were probably many more that we didn't pick up on, and yeah, probably some that we just are uh, have a cultural blind spot and ignorance to because we're Americans and we only care about American things. We're 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 trying here. We're trying, I tells you. Okay, we are to nerd alerts. All right, shall I set the table for 2009? Mm-hmm. Please. Oh. I will graduate college. Oh, this was uh, the year Teeny graduates college. Both of nice. my children have left the nest. Well, this was also the year of the Miracle on the Hudson, U.S. Oh. Airways Flight 1549, piloted by our main man, Sully, lands on the Hudson, Diverting is near disaster. Um, the first genesis of blockchain of cryptocurrency and decentralized payment system Bitcoin is established by the creator of the system known as Satoshi Nakamoto. And that's a pseudonym. So I think it's hilarious that people are like people. This is Bitcoin. It's a thing. And people don't even know the real person who invented it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. They'll never be able to explain Bitcoin to me. We can't uh, explain blockchain to, to you. <laughs> that can no. happen. I'm, no. I'm sure there's an animated video you can Google. And Probably. Um, Barack Obama was sworn in as the 44th president of the United States of America, marking a day that I never thought would happen. Wow. And this is, uh, this is just to set the table for what South Korea was dealing with. North Korea announces it has conducted a second successful nuclear test in North Hyomong province. So was Daddy still in charge in 2009? I don't know. I okay. think so. But that is something that I don't think that we as Americans fully grasp how stressful 
that is for South Koreans that that threat of nuclear uh, missiles and just annihilation. Yeah, just that threat of uh, annihilation from your northern neighbor that is just always wiling out. You're just like, just that, just living with that on a day-to-day basis. Like, I'm sure there's like, oh, yeah, that, because there's so many other things have happened and so many uh, near crises and and be every getting all up on high alert. Like, now it's happening. What we've always feared is about to happen. And then the de-escalation and then the ramping up. Imagine, I mean, because we've been on alert with the coronavirus, but this this was annihilation of the entire your entire country so yeah yeah so that's it's it's like living like after 9/11 but just it just um like the threat is just there mm-hmm. and it's canada that did it yeah <laughs> like canada was the one yeah. behind 9/11 and we're just waiting for canada to be weird again and just yeah. make something up and just blow us away so, oh, the top, these are the top five films. Ooh, okay. I hope that I got the right, because my note says top 2006 worldwide films, and I'm hoping that's a typo and that I did not type in 2006 into the old Google machine, but rolling the dice. Here we go. <laughs> this is what happens when you deal with someone with some. Um, dyslexia differences. (laughs) A six and a nine. What happens? Worldwide, number five, Night at the Museum. Number four, Casino Royale. Number three, Ice Age, The Meltdown. Number two, The Da Vinci Code. And number one, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. What was that, number 16, 17 of the Caribbeans? I, I don't know. Exactly. I think it's funny that I call it Pirates of the Caribbean, but if you ask me, where would you like to vacation? It's the Caribbean. It seems like you, in fact, did do 2006. Oh! (laughs) Wow! Because Night at the Museum came out in 2006. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. And you know what? It's okay, and you are Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian's came out in 2009. Wait. All right. Well, I find it hard to believe that that was one of the top movies. <laughs> well, would you all like to hear the 2006 Best Picture nominees? And yes, winners? I would. <laughs> yeah, what were they? Oh, The Queen was nominated, Little Miss Sunshine, Letters <gasps> from Iwo Jima, Babel, and the winner, The Departed. Yeah, 2006. Yeah, that was 2006. Yeah, huh. Well, well, well. It's okay, because you know what? Well, I'm sure we'll do a movie from 2006 at some point. <laughs> just, just remember. Hey, that was three years. That, that had been in three years. So these were, you know, these were the movies that they saw, and that was what we were then living in. Right, exactly. You know? We were absorbing them at that point. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, does anybody else have any nerd alerts? <laughs> Nobody else did that uh, work. <laughs> well... Wait, I did too. <gasps> um, I did a, a medium dip my toe in the water 
about acupuncture and the meridian point. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get rid of that. I did a reaction because I was stuck. <laughs> so, so this isn't a need right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. So meridian points are a circuit. Meridians are a circulatory system of energy, much like the circulatory system of blood. The difference is that instead of blood, meridians allow the flow of a vital energy called chi. It's pronounced chi. It's spelled Q-I. There are 12 standard meridian points. Um, there are 12 standard meridian points. Yeah, that's true. 12, and, um, <laughs> 12 a dozen. Both physical and symbolic and grouped in five categories. Some are hollow and some are solid. So like hollow organs are like your stomach, bladder, gallbladder. And then the solid ones are the heart, liver, spleen. Um, there are also... I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just making sure I have things right. There are also eight extraordinary meridians which are thought to hold energy and not directly correspond with any organs um so th the standard meridians connect your organs i believe and the extraordinary ones do not they just hold energy and three of these eight extraordinary meridians are commonly used in acupuncture don't ask me which ones they are i didn't look that up um the meridian system is a different model than the reductive Western biological model of acupuncture and is holistic in nature. Thus, dysfunction and disease are not a result of pathology. Instead, they're imbalances in chi and other energetic systems that lead to health problems. I find acupuncture fascinating. I was, I wanted to do it for my back. I was about to, and then it healed. Good. But yeah. Yes, I also do. I fascinating and terrifying, but mm -hmm. just needles, you know. Yeah, and if somebody doesn't know what they're doing, they can stick them in the wrong place. But I, yeah, I think it's. Um, my insurance doesn't cover it, but if it if it did, I'd try it. Mine does, but I think you have to be like you have to be reimbursed. So oh, I just feel yeah. like it's a pain, you know. Yeah, but I have so when my back was hurt, I was going, I was doing a lot of research on it, and um, it can help with so many things mm -hmm. anxiety and sleep problems and depression. It makes sense though, because you know, energy mm -hmm. is it's all around us, that is a thing, and so wouldn't your body therefore have its own highway of energy? Yeah. So I have this question. Now, this is a spoiler alert. So anybody, you know, you need to cut it off now. Do you think maybe his intellectual issues came from when he was five and she tried to kill him? Tried to take them both out? No, because I think that's why she did it. Uh, yeah, people are split because I was reading about it. Like some people think that that's what caused his intellectual thing, and then other people are like, like teeny. I think I'm kind of with teeny that because she was so doting on him, and so I just feel like 
I could see how her character would be disappointed that, like, you know, she finally gets a son. And because I, I yeah. feel like that's something that she, like, really, really wanted. Mother. Yeah. She wanted yeah. to be a mother. And then to have this, like, perfect son and then to realize that he's um, going to have this challenge the rest of his life. And it's not like she was well off, you know? No, and she was all alone. And she has her own distinct vibes going on as well. You know. And she told the woman who wanted to be pregnant, this is what I did to get my son. Mm -hmm. I wondered if that was, you know, whatever medicine that was could have been an issue as well. Okay. I don't know. I did look up and the top grossing 2009 film was Avatar and the best picture for 2009 Academy Awards was The Hurt Locker. Oh, yes. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And I went in a little nerd alert mini rabbit hole of myself regarding... Oh, one second. I was just going to have one more thing about... um, the Meridian, the extraordinary ones, they're one of them is because I believe that she was using it with to, she was trying to tell someone she could get them pregnant. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That's the um, the conception vessel. Mm-hmm. The master point for the Ren Meridian is lung seven, which is coupled with kidney six. Um, and one of these other channels. Um, so also the meridian points, they don't have a specific, they use the 12 other points. The extraordinary ones use parts of the 12 other points. So I don't know. I'm no, I'm not like an acupuncturist. three ways, like on yes. ramps, off ramps. Yes. That's why there's so many needles. Like you just don't yeah. have two. Yeah. Um, but the conception vessel refers to, relates to responsibility for or fostering of the process of birth, whether it be that of a child, a creative idea, or an endeavor. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Ren receives and transports the chi of all of the yin meridians and therefore regulates the uterus, menstruation, menopause, pregnancy, etc. Since the master point is on the lung channel, it is associated with the respiratory syndromes like childhood asthma. Wow. Um, yeah, so I mean, this is from acupuncture today, so I'm sure it's real. I don't know. It seems like a valid source, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like it to me. Yes. <laughs> Accredited. I knew, okay, yeah. I have another one, but I'll go, you go yours and I'll do my other deep dive. Okay. I have, I went into a brief history of the terminology of describing someone with a neurodevelopmental mm. disorder characterized by significantly impaired intellectual and adaptive behaviors. Okay. Also, as we have been calling it, intellectually different. Um, It is technically defined as an IQ under 70. Okay. That's different from what I uh, learned in college, but that was in the 70s. Yeah, and things changed. Um, There were two levels of intellectual differences. There was, when I went to college, educable which meant, you know, you could educate and, and then, wow, what was the other one? It was like, yeah. Like, yeah, like they, you, it, 
you're not going to be able to teach them how to take care of themselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like and so that was or something. IQ of 60 and below was that one. And the, um, and educable was 80 to 60 IQ. Oh, whoa. Damn. But then they, they saw America and they're like, let's split it down to 70. Yeah. Let's just, <laughs> let, yeah. Let's just split let's it. Just and... Um, so the terminology and you to uh, describe that is what's called a euphemism treadmill, because whatever new term is chosen yep. will eventually be perceived as an insult and exactly. become offensive. Mm. So over the time, at one point, idiot was the correct terminology, imbecile, yep. moron. Wow. And we get to mongoloid idiot. Wow. Which this thing about mongoloid idiot, hang on to your get comfortable because here comes some fucking bullshit. Some offensive fucking bullshit. Okay, so mongoloid idiot was a term that was used to describe people with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the person who came up with this was a German scientist. Of course. He lived from 1752 to 1840. So that's the time that we're going, where he's making these discoveries. He oh, sees okay. a person with Down syndrome, and he's like, you know what? These people, they share visual similarities with Asian people. Exactly. So that's where they... So then, and then at that time, Asian people according to this German scientist, all shared the same similarity. And so he just took, well, Mongolia, Mongols. Hence, all y'all are Mongols. So a person with Down syndrome is a mongoloid idiot. Exactly. I further, because I'm listening to, I'm hearing this when I was, I'm reading it actually. I'm like, this sounds like some other like bullshit. Is this the same... This is the same guy. Caucasian? This is is the same dude who came up, who had a bunch of skulls, saw the skull that came from the, where are they, the Caucasus Mountains. Caucasus Mountains, maybe? Yeah, Yeah. which is uh, over in, um, like, southern Russia, like that kind Mm -hmm. of area, right? Sees that skull, says that that's the most beautiful human skull. According to him. According to him, he's like, this skull is what my skull looks like. Therefore, my people are Caucasian. It's the same guy? It's the same guy. Oh, my God. It's the same guy that's responsible for I'm like, man, this guy. Look, he's, he's... One dude. One dude. One dude. Congratulations. So then... Okay, so retard. Um, that came from the Latin of retardare, which, you know, because you'll see it in musical terms, and yes. that is, quote, to make slow, delay, mm-hmm. keep back, hinder. Right. So mental retardation meant the same as mentally delayed. And they thought, like, well, we'll put some Latin on it, and therefore, instead of being an imbecile, an idiot, no, it's like, all right, mentally retarded. We've got it. But you can't because whatever you put on it then becomes offensive. When I was in college, mental retardation was okay. I mean, that was the label. It wasn't uh, offensive. 
So the first recorded um, of men of uh, retarded in relation to being mentally slow was in 1895. And then the term mentally retarded was used to replace terms like idiot, moron, and imbecile. Um, because at that point, you know, retarded was not then a derogatory term. Exactly. But then by the sixties, that started to change and yes. it changed and it changed. And then on November 17th, 2009, when this, wow, that's when Rose's law was passed and Rose's law is a law which replaced several instances of mental retardation Mm -hmm. in law with intellectual disability. Yeah. But you added the word disability, which then became because the treadmill. So now I think we need to go back and and do a a Rose's Law Redux and put intellectually different. (laughs) And different Um, is going to become bad. Right. Um, But the law is named for Rosa Marcellino, who is a girl with Down syndrome who was nine years old when it became law and who, according to President Barack Obama, quote, worked with her parents and siblings to have words mentally retarded officially removed from the health and education code in her home state of Maryland. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, I will say that it was, yeah, by 2009, we were not saying mentally retarded anymore. And even Down syndrome was was not favorable either and it's just just now that i've been using differences because it was always disabled mm-hmm. but they're going you're like, mm-hmm. we're not disabled yeah. we are mentally challenged well that has negative yeah right. so but it's it's it is a thing of unfortunately because we're just a bunch of animals whatever word we decide is the acceptable word is going to then become not acceptable because it it's going be. to be like we're just going to use it as a as a put down exactly because we're all a bunch of hurt people and hurt people hurt people, hurt people. so exactly um but i just i, I, I yeah that's I, interesting yeah maybe get away from labels but you can't yeah you okay yeah, yeah that's because there, it needs to be something because so much i mean Financially speaking, there's a lot that depends on it. If you um, have a different intellectual capability, then you can be able um, or, you know, like Medi-Cal in, you know, which is Medicaid in states, you know, you're able to get supported and have funds and be taken care of. So there needs to be some sort of terminology and to be able to describe it it's unfortunately it's just like we're just not a mature enough people to have that which yep. which, which just sucks um well i did another uh i keep saying deep dive but shout out to the office ladies i stole it from their podcast because I, I know that they say that. Um, but I dug in to <laughs> karaoke bars <gasps> oh. and why they're so popular. Um, Wait, we need to know if Ma's mic isn't mute. <laughs> say oh, yeah. something, Ma. I'm good. 
Oh, <laughs> we said say something and you gave a thumbs up. Um, she learned how to use her. Erin taught button. me how to use the mute <laughs> oh, button okay. because it's teeny. And I'm really proud of myself. Um, so I wanted to know why karaoke bars are so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in places like South Korea. And they um so yeah, I dug in. Um, I there was an article on Vice. Um Vice Asia that I read about it. So for a long time, um, it was typical in South Korea that you would work a 13 hour day and end it with a karaoke session. Um, And it was common practice for employees to go to karaoke bars after they would get off work with their bosses. Um, (laughs) Sing a song or two and have a drink. Oy this this is how uh, now I know how you guys felt at the beginning talking about dancing. This is how I feel about karaoke. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and so for a long time, there's always been, there was like a higher like a long established hierarchy in the office environment, and um, respecting your boss was like more important than anything. Um, also, with uh, respecting your elders being important in that culture uh so if you were working somewhere and your boss you just worked 13 hours and your boss was like come to the karaoke bar and you're like fuck but i just want to go home you just had to go it was just like a thing um how and it would there was also like pretty crazy prices and there you would pay by the hour it'd be like 12 to 17 dollars per karaoke session but that's just for like singing. Like that I'm sure doesn't include your drinks and everything like exactly. that. Exactly. And I wonder if the boss was paying for it. Um, or not. Probably not in some of these places, some of these cases. Um, however, in 2019, um, uh, and I'm sure a lot more now, but this article was written in 2019, and they were talking about how many of these rooms were shutting down um or establishments. And they said in 2011, there were 35,000 karaoke rooms in South Korea. And in just a couple of years, almost 2,000 of them had closed. And they're down to, in 2019, they were down to about 33,000 karaoke rooms. Um, But they're going out of fashion because one of the things that's changing in South Korea is the... What is, the, what is the term that they use? Enforced office conviviality uh, is oh. declining in South Korea. And it's becoming more acceptable to like go home after work instead of having to go out to the karaoke bar. And in 2018, the government restricted working hours to 52 hours a week instead of the previous 68-hour work weeks. Whoa. Uh, so... Once they like limited the work hours, the late night trips to the karaoke bars got less common. And that's when it became acceptable to go straight home. And it's like, if you're working 13 hour days, not getting off at nine or until nine or 10, like, yeah, then you go to the bar. But now that people are getting off earlier hours, I guess, um, they were just going home. Uh, So now they're changing uh they're not all closing up but they are changing uh they're not like dark and in basements like they normally have been but they're becoming instagram worthy 
and like these fun themes and like bright colors and um, now the prices average about 41 cents per song and they cater to couples instead of large groups which appeals to 20 somethings and single professionals oh yeah good Good. Can you imagine having to work a long ass day like that and your boss being like, and then you have to go and be with your boss because you work a long ass day like that. You go with your friends to bitch about your boss, not to go and party with them some more. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I love a good yeah, happy hour with, I'll take a happy hour with my boss, but we're not going to the karaoke bar at 10 PM. No. So now we are to our reheatables. Um, I believe I have exhausted my negative reheatable, which is the treatment of intellectually different individuals. Mm-hmm. So anyone else? I had that one along with, um, it just reminded me of making a murderer mm-hmm. and Stephen Avery and oh how my they, gosh, yes. like, it was like a recreation of that real life thing basically where they coerced him to making a statement um just sign this paper yeah and then i don't first the only other one i wrote down just says not at the funeral um but i when mother went to the funeral yes no it is not the place yeah not today (laughs) i know that you want to but this isn't about you and what you want exactly exactly you gotta give it at least a week those are my only ones. Mine also with teenies, the cops pressuring the vulnerable among society to yes. confess to murder because then at the very end, what happens? The same yes. thing happens. Same thing. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, and that person doesn't have a mother to fight for him. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we went through it, but the the shortening of the term mental retardation to, to being a slur, it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bad reheatable. And then when you see how everything plays out, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm not, I do not want to blame the victim by any means because she just said something. That doesn't mean that she should have her life taken from her, but it is just an interesting you know, one of those interesting things of like, you got to be careful what you're saying, you know, just, and, and you know, people are using slurs against you. So then using slurs against others, it, like it takes a, a bigger person to go, then I'm not going to do that instead of, yeah, they do it to me. So I'm going to do it to somebody else. Well, it's just, it's the theme of this is just hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. keeps going. Um, the Another bad reheater, like the mother-son relationship in this. Her watching him pee, he, he's, he's doing it on yeah. the outside. Then she's yeah. rubbing it in with her feet. She's uh, yes. the best to case try scenario, to clean it up. looking to see how hydrated he is. <laughs> I mean, it's just... And then the thing, when he comes in and sleeps and he puts his hand on her breast and stuff, it's just yeah. weird. There's there a whole lot really of weird issues. Yeah, there were some really weird things. So those were my negative reheatables. Okay, positive reheatables. Mm-hmm. A mother's love for her well, you're the only mother here, so <laughs> we'll take your word for it. 
I resent that statement. <laughs> oh, and daughter has been offended. <laughs> oh, this mother has been offended. Mm. Of two adopted, adopted boys. Masculine boys. Oh my god, I saw a really funny meme today that said to the lady that I saw in Target with her child on a leash, I'm sorry that I asked if it was a rescue. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (sighs) Was that your only positive? Yes, that was the only positive I wrote. The only thing you okay. Yeah, my my notes got to be kind of teeny level at this point. Oh, you you got tired of hitting pause and how how many how many uh Jim Gimlets into this were you? Where you're like I got were you reading with one eye open? No, actually I I watched the second half yesterday when there there were no Jim Gimlets in my in my future or past or present. So, but no, I, yeah. Okay. Move on. So a very sad time for you. (laughs) (laughs) I put her pants, the mom's pants in the beginning where she was doing her interpretive dance in the field. I loved them. I didn't even notice them. I got to go back and see them. I liked her jackets. I like yeah. both of her jackets. I loved her. I liked her, her fashion. Um, they were like a wide leg pant. I do love your wide I legs. I love a wide leg pant. Uh-huh. Uh, I was trying to see if I could find a picture of them, but that, oh, wait, here she is. Yeah, she had a nice little jacket on. They were blue. They were wide leg. They had like a low, not like quite a drop crotch, but a lower crotch. Um, she could move she around could, really well in them. Right. She could do her kicks if she needed to. Mm-hmm. They were also a little bit cro- like they weren't going to drag the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit cropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dead girl staging. Oh, that when they showed her dead, just like slump the shot where she was just like slumped over the thing. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not say that out loud? Oh, okay. Unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> um, how he staged the dumb woman he murdered. Yeah. But why he did, I it. did it. Yeah, it, it did make yeah. sense. It yeah. Did. That's one of the things I missed the first time around when I had to went back and watched the second time. Mm-hmm. Him describing that. I wrote the graveyard. Oh, the graveyard. That like tiered graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, and nice the, graveyard. Because in Germany, they have, um, like, everybody has their little plot, and they make it into a flower garden. I mean, they go in there a couple times a week and weed it, and they make it a really nice place. They don't have just a little vase sticking there with plastic flowers in it. Yeah. Mm. Dojun, I just thought this was a good uh, reheatable with the time we're in, wearing a mask to conceal his identity when they were like bringing him as a prisoner out of a face mask. To oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm so used more. to seeing a face mask, I didn't even think. I know. About it. I did start reading about like the history of Asian countries wearing face masks, and then I, um, I figured most people know about that, but I just stopped reading because it's a lot. Um, yeah, I'll bet it is. Was it because of SARS? 
There's a lot of, there's many reasons. It's even has to do with energy and chi and like the way the wind blows and some people like. And uh, pollution. uh, Keeping odors out and pollution and yeah. And also there is because of sickness and not, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole. So it got to thing. be a very big, yeah. Task. I'll bet that was a big rabbit hole. Um, and I'll save that one for my. Yeah, yeah, those are my positives. I have not having a kid was my big reheatable. <laughs> that is That should be the MVP, actually. I have a different MVP, but I was like, "Ooh, man, yeah, dodge that bullet." Yeah. <laughs> Um, my negative is no grandchildren. <laughs> you have two. Oh my gosh, you've just yeah. offended Teeny again. Yeah. The good thing about them is when they die, we just get new ones and they keep going. You know? Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, I'm so sorry, Tommy and Mac. I sometimes you just have to dance. And I love that the, that she was just out there doing it, doing the a very emo dance out there, and just and it just it shows us all right, this woman has got her own vibes. And on the bus too, mm-hmm. the humor of this. There was a lot of humor. Movie, yeah. When she goes to steal the what was his name Jinte at his place. And she yes. gets the golf club, and then they come in, and you know they get, they get down, they do their business, and they go to sleep. I laugh so hard when she's trying to sneak out of there and not make a sound. I was, just, I thought that was hilarious. Um, when he went to kick the mirror, how much he just committed to that and he <laughs> fell. I thought that was did. hilarious. Uh, and then more hilarity will ensue with my MVP because I was just like, wow, wow. Um, this is a good reheatable for me. I, I, I have to, okay, bear with me. So, you know how there's the stereotype that Asian women are subservient and demiss- sub- submissive and stuff? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when Jintae starts chasing down the golf cart, who's the first person that jumps off the golf cart to square up on him? It was all four men, and the one woman was the <laughs> first person off the golf cart to go after her to be like, oh, you want some of this? And that's, I, sometimes it's just like people make up stereotypes two of like this is what you should be because we know what you really are and we need to stem that we need to we need to put the woman in her place because i think it's sometimes people are the opposite of the stereotype you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like they people start saying this stereotype so it makes you makes people feel like oh that is me because i saw that woman go i was like excuse me (laughs) excuse (laughs) go Go, girl. She was not having any of it. In the three other men, she was just like, no, I'm... <laughs> wow. I was... Hats off. Applause. Applause. Um, The thing about Mary wearing a mask and stuff, and, and now... Mm-hmm. Like, that used to be a whole thing. Like, when I went to 
where I went to Japan and people would be wearing masks, and I'm just like, yeah. what? what I don't get it. What? Even in in January of 2020, when we went to see Teeny and Adam, you know, all the people with masks on, I'm going, what is all that about? They're like, yeah, maybe you should take note. It, we know about these things. Just like now, all of a sudden, you're going to get really interested in what is acupuncture? It's like, yeah, we've been knowing. You know? I also did one of the things that I was reading was about how it's become like a whole fashion thing in, um, I think it was in China. And like, uh, they're saying like girls who don't want men to talk to them on the street will wear face masks so they don't like see them. I was like, that's oh my brilliant. god, that's great! And then meanwhile, you have the uh, Muslim women who wear the the what is it the hijab? Hi- like, is that the the whole thing? And they're like, yeah, we've been knowing this, but then there's like you're like, boy. You know, like if you're choosing to do that, then okay. But I don't know if, if you have to. Yeah, if you have to. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you got. If you're choosing to, that's a great point. And okay, like yeah, we've been on this corner. Oh, you know how much no. money I saved on concealer this year? <laughs> Can I? Also, uh, let me tell you though. Now mm-hmm. it's like so. I got a. Um, I had an Uber cancel on me last night. Be- and then I saw, I don't know, it's just canceled. And so I called Lyft, shout out to Lyft. And I got an email, I woke up to an email and it was like, your Uber was canceled because the driver said you weren't wearing a face mask. And I was like, that, I complained. I was like, no, take this, I don't want this on my account. They didn't even right. talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. right. I don't want it anywhere and writing that. I was not wearing a mask. No, no, that is not me. No, yeah. no, you no, you will not go accusing me of such things. Mm-mm, not on me. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't leave the house without two masks on. How dare you say <laughs> I wasn't wearing one? Yeah, that's become my reoccurring dream. Is I leave the house without a mask, or I'm out and just nobody else has masks. So that's where I am in the pandemic. <laughs> Oh, back to my good reheatables. Okay. When his mom came to visit him, the way he felt about prison rice and beans was how I felt as a child about the idea of bread and water in prison. Like, as a child, without the whole, like, it's not going to be a nice brioche loaf. It's not going to be warm butter. But as a little kid telling me, like, all they serve in prison is bread and water, I was like, I'm down. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. That's all I need in life. I can totally do that. It's bread and water. Oh, man, as a kid. And then you grow up and it's like, oh, it's not. It's like gruel and it's not the nice bread. You're not going to have not a pumpernickel, you know? No, it's the bread where the, the mice have are, have eaten out the middle of it and they're inside it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's bread and water. They never mentioned anything about butter. Where are you getting the butter? <laughs> You're putting the butter into this equation. <laughs> You did love your butter. You did. Give me just a a piece of bread and a piece of butter. You love that. That's delicious. Yeah. And if I go out to eat and you don't serve me bread and butter before my appetizer or before my (laughs) entree for free. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
You're losing some stars here. You, my, you think that that when I was a kid, my favorite restaurant was this place called Sir Walter Raleigh's, and they always thought that it was because of the strawberry shortcake. Which, yeah, the strawberry shortcake was fantastic. It was really because they had pumpernickel bread and butter, and that Real was the butter. only place that I could get pumpernickel, warm pumpernickel bread and butter. And, and you can bring me like uh, preferably a basket with like three different kinds of bread mm-hmm. and a couple different butters, or. A really nice loaf. Yes. yes. I mean, that's why we always go to the Blue Coast. Yes. Oh, that bread is so good. That bread. And yeah. the, and how you know if a place knows that its bread is good is then do they, as a dessert, have bread pudding? <laughs> because then you know, they know their bread is so good that they don't want to throw it out. They're like, our day-old bread, we can recycle it into the dessert of bread pudding. And One time I was at gone. Mike's with some friends, and I was saying, you know, they use these Aussie rolls in their bread pudding. And the waiter goes, no, we don't. <laughs> Who told you that? And I thought, I said, you don't? <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> what is this in this bread pudding? Get this. <laughs> I'm like, are, are you, you're the waiter. Are you sure? Take me to the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and I think, okay, my, my final one, this was kind of a nerd alert, but I decided to put it in here for the good reheatable because I believe it is a good reheatable. In Japan and Korea, cell phone cameras shutter make a sound that can't be turned off. Oh, yeah. And in 1999, camera cell phones were being used to take upskirt photos, uh-huh. uh, pictures in public and crowded places. And so um, in South Korea, the carriers, cell phone carriers got together and said, um, well, we need to come up with a way to, around this so... You have to have the the shutter needs to make a sound so that people can hear when the picture is being taken. And then in Japan, oh, yeah, so in Japan, oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. It wasn't South Korea that the carriers did it. It was Japan where the carriers made it mandatory for any camera to have sound associated with it. And then in 2004, the Korean government, the South Korean government, they uh, demanded that a sound louder than 65 decibels happen whenever a photo is taken. Mm. So in Japan, it was like the carriers were like, all right, this is a problem. We're going to deal with it. And then they could the really smart friend then go around that and fix that. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a machine. So it can't be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those were my good reheatables. We are two quotables, mm-hmm. and um, I did a really good job taking notes for a long time, and so the quotables are on you guys. I just oh. have three. Okay. You go first. I have, this is all from the beginning, when he gets into the, the cab, and the cab driver turns, and he was like, was that a hit and run? I thought that was <laughs> funny. It made me laugh. Because like, I wasn't sure either. Um... When he did his his famous kick fail, um, 
Jintae says, that must have hurt. That must have hurt. George Costanza. And then at some point, somebody said, I I think it was to the mother when she was in her her shop. um, And she's like, don't mention China. Yes. I thought that was funny. I have, where the fuck are those Ben's assholes? Um, don't curse my son. I won't stand for it. That's right. Thought of you the whole time. Uh, when, when I come to a buffet, I never sit down. I just keep scooping up food and eating. (laughs) Oh yeah. This could be you too in Vegas. I also had the rice and beans. I also have the rice and beans is better than I expected. (laughs) Um, there are only three motives for murder, money, passion, and vengeance. Um, yeah. Those are nice. And that's true because he didn't really murder her. I mean, he just threw it back and it... Well, I think that, yeah, he killed her. Yeah. Not on her... What did, did he want to hit her with it? I don't think so. Because if he were think... me, I would be going, damn, that's the first time I ever hit my mark ever. I know. <laughs> okay. It was that was a thing where he 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 got triggered, like he was hurt, mm-hmm. and he picked the rock up and wanted to hurt her and just like threw it. But he right. has his he thinks differently so he wasn't able to think through and like no it's not like he picked up a, a little pebble and threw it at her right you know right. Like he did he did he his wires all were crossed so he didn't really think through the consequences of it and then when he, he was did a reaction it, yeah and then th- and that's why he dragged her all the way up and hung her over right. because he was like well somebody will see her and help and her come and help her yeah because i don't have the ability to do that but he had, but then it's it's really weird, and that's his intellectual differences because he pulls out his phone and puts it away, and pulls out his phone and puts it away, and then when he, people are asking him if he did it, like he admits it to at the beginning, and then he does like the whole recreation, but then he's like, no, I didn't do it, no, I didn't do it, and then he remembers, and he's trying to remember what happened, and then he remembers the old the collector's face. Yeah. It was really good. The suspense in this was amazing. Master filmmaker. LVP, again, the portrayal of an intellectually different person is a very hard thing to pull off. It is a hard thing to pull off, but let's put a silver lining around it and say that's something that brings us all together because all cultures do that. Yes. We all seem to have a caste system about the intellectually yes. different. That's so true. Look at that. Look at our similarities. See something we all have in common. The piece? Mine was mother, son. Mothers and sons. Well, I do hope that I I do hope that I would draw the line at committing murder myself. Not at the sleeping in the same bed part. Okay, that was <laughs> that was creepy and the looking. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I have not done. I have not done that. Thank God. Although the way the 
think he's grown set up. up with with Deanie and the bathroom. If he does not shut slide that door closed when he goes to the bathroom, <laughs> we all see it. We all see it. I'm not looking though. Um, I'm just like understood. That was a very odd. Yeah, the weird mother the mother son relationship was my it, LVP. Exactly. With that particular situation, not with the one you live with. Yes. Yeah, yeah we know that you're super sensitive about that, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> We know, given your whole background and whatnot, going into my own autistic. Yeah, there's a little rock. Well, my honorable mention LVP was mother, but I crossed it out because something that Christine said earlier made me go, like, well, no way. The real MVP of this, it's the cops. The detectives. Yeah. You know, they get the they get the they get the confession. They just get the confession. They don't really get any um you know evidence that will you know stand up. They just have this intellectually different person. He confesses. Then the mother's going trying to prove that she didn't do it. Then they get this other guy. And from what we've seen, the only thing that links him is the blood on the shirt. But she was prone to nosebleeds, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a mother to stick up with his son and be like, mm-hmm. "No, his son didn't do this." So it's just the exactly. whole exactly. justice system, which I'm just like, "Oh man, look at that!" Well, yeah. would you look at that? Yeah. Okay, MVPs. <clears throat> Before the movie was, I did the mother and son. <laughs> <laughs> No. Before the movie was over, about halfway through, I wrote, and still she persisted. I mean, she wasn't going to let anything stop her from finding out the truth. But then she found out the truth. Yeah, that sucked. So my MVP is the cinematography. Mm. Oh, yes. Mine... Now I do have to say an honorable mention for not having any kids. Mm. There have been so many times in the past year where we have looked at each other and said, wow, thank yes. God. Um, Actually, when we were first married, and anytime I would bring up wanting kids, Manzel would send me to the laundromat. And that would do it because there were all those kids running wild in the laundromat. And I would go, no, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but my real MVP is the twists and yes. the fact that I I actually what like had to go back and watch the ending again. And when they the nosebleed like the nosebleed callback where I didn't hear like I didn't notice the first time where they mentioned that Al Jung had nosebleeds and then then they mentioned that the boy who they have in jail for it like called out the nosebleed and just like a bunch of. I, I feel like there was a lot of foreshadowing and there was so much when yeah. like when he like didn't remember why they were at the golf course mm-hmm. and um <laughs> your kids yeah <laughs> you do have kids um so yes that was my I thought it, yeah great yeah it story. I mean I audibly went <gasps> what and when he brought back when he handed her the acupuncture mm-hmm. kit. Yes. 
Yes. And then you're still going, did he know? Or did he just, mm-hmm. like, was he aware? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he did the... But before that, when she... After she, you know, did her dirty deed, and he's coming home, that's when he does the whole thing where he was like, oh, well, you know, I was thinking about it, and if... I'm thinking whoever killed her probably might have dragged it. Yeah. And come up and put, and like at that point, like she already knows that he, you know, it's like, ah, this is why you're uh, one of the greats. At which point I thought she was going to use the good rat poison on both of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I I was waiting for that. Like, okay, you know. Now, okay, I know how to take hold of the south, and I'm going to, yeah. Okay, just so you know who you're dealing with. Yeah, okay. Well, glad I made it this far. Noted. (laughs) Well, you're only her daughter, so you don't have to worry about that. That is, oh, come on. (laughs) No, but I I was her little buddy, I was the the OG little buddy. She was, she got me through a lot. A lot. My honorable mention was acupuncture. Yes. Wow. And the ending of this movie. I mean, if there isn't a thing that makes you want to yeah, look up and see what my benefit coverage is. Five inches up from my knee. I can totally do that. Okay. (laughs) Or do it else. My real MVP is one of my favorite characters that I've been introduced to. And someone that we have mentioned briefly because Teeny had it in a quotables, but this guy blew my mind with the game he was spouting. That is Mr. Gong the lawyer. Oh. With his quotes, when he has that scene, it's in the buffet. He's like, when I come to the buffet, I never sit down. Then this kid's running past him. He said he tells the kid, points to the kid, and is like, stop running. Awesome. Like at this point, like when he's like, oh, when I come to a buffet, I never sit down. My my, I had to pause it and just allow it to wash over me because I was like, oh my god, this guy, preach me more. I hit play. A kid's running. He tells the kid to stop running, and just keeps it moving. He says, I just keep scooping it up and eating it. I save time that way. My man, with his efficiency, I'm just like, at this point, all I'm writing down is just like, this is the MVP of the film. <laughs> Maybe of 2021. We'll see how the year goes. He, but then I'm like, oh man, I hope, really hope he's not the killer because he's up here on some genius level vibes with yeah. me, but he could very, this could be evil genius that I'm witnessing. So... Let me just. His picture it. could be on that phone. Mm-hmm. Then when he's meeting with Dunjun in jail, and he's hearing his story, I don't know if you guys caught it, but he, my man starts walking backwards, basically acting out the Homer Simpson gif, and he goes <laughs> into the shrubbery. It's like I don't want any part of this, and he's just slowly backing out of it. Again, I'm like, this guy is gold. Then he's been, he's smashed 
the mother comes at the end of the party, wherever they are. I don't know if it's a karaoke room or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's like, here, have a drink. Gives her, what is that, an Irish car bomb? And like, the, the, tells her to drink it. Everyone else is passed out. All these women are passed out. And then how he goes to explain time is how in my life, like as you get older, People will, will name a year and you have to think like where you were, what you were doing. And the way that I divide time in my life ever since a specific year that all it comes into this is based on World Cups. So this guy I knew starts you were going to say that. Did he you? says, he's like 2002. Yes. I believe the World Cup was in South Korea. And he's just like, I was so excited. It was awesome. We had so much fun. And then it was over. And then like that, it was 2006, Germany. And I, 2006, the World Cup in 2006, it was held in Germany. That was when I got hooked on the World Cup narcotic. Like I had been witness to it in 1990, but it never really stuck. It was in 2006 that I, I drank that Kool-Aid and was like, I'm all in. And so how he, and, and he's telling this story just to illustrate how short four years really is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I get that. Because if people tell me names like 2009, I go to the nearest World Cup and then go do the math. And I do it with the men's and women's. And the women's comes the year after the men's, so I have to like do calculations. But that's how I divide time in my life to know like, all right, well, where was I in the 2011 World Cup? Where did I watch the 2014 World Cup? It's it's incredible. I was just like, this this guy. I want this guy to have his own spinoff. I want his own television show. He's, can you imagine in Vegas? I'm, I'm betting. But then I wonder if I'm going to have the same feel about buffets like if i don't know if they're ever gonna open back up in vegas they haven't exactly like it's just like ah but hands going in everybody's hand going in there touching the they're not yeah but they're not breathing on you're not you know Mm -hmm. and you know if you're just walking around the buffet eating as you're going well that's true because once it gets in your gut you know you're all those enzymes take that's care what you of you told me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my MVP. Whew. Okay, we are to recasting. Um, I'm assuming from looking at Christine's notes, she might not have a correct. recasting. Correct. You're correct on that assumption. I have a recasting. Do you, Erin? I do, and I'm pretty proud of mine. Then I'm going to go first because mm-hmm. I kind of just. So I went with Mother being Whoa. Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. and she would be a really intense and like that's a good mother like yeah maybe a little too intense maybe too and in- maybe you wouldn't feel the um the maternalness the softer side of her yeah but uh dojun i went with finn wolfhard he was in stranger things mm, yes yes And let's hear yours that you're quite proud of. All right. Well, because the actress who played um, Kim Haya, she she was was amazing. And she had this 
the Korean people, when they saw her, they thought mother. So that's where I was coming from when I was doing casting of who is the quintessential mother. So I casted, well, unfortunately, Ma, you are not an actress. So. Oh, but I am. I know, I... but you're not recognized. Like, you're not a draw in the box office, like we talked about earlier. We need to get people into the seats. Oh, Drew, okay. you are. Definitely. But I went with Felicia Rashad. Okay, quintessential mother. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the son, I'm like, all right, well, he was a really popular um, actor. I, I don't know how popular this guy is. I think he should be super popular. I went with Jonathan Majors from The Five Bloods, and he was in um, Lovecraft Country. Okay. I thought that was fantastic. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, excellent. So we are to our Tasty Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I have none. I have that... In if you use the Korean characters, mother and murder are the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Okay. It's because of phonetic differences in English and Korean. Mm. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> that was all I, I mean, I looked on several sites that that was what I came up with. Well, I have Bong Joo-ho, who is known for his use of social themes, genre mixing, black humor, and sudden tone shifts. Mm -hmm. And I thought those were all evident in Mm -hmm. this. Um, That how Kim Haya was the, the national symbol of motherhood and that Bong Joo-ho he saw he saw both sides of that and that how being an, a national symbol of motherhood could be as much of an honor could also be a big burden it can be mm-hmm. it- <laughs> yeah i hear burden every time yeah what a freaking burden <laughs> It, it took him because he did he was not going to do this movie if it didn't have her and it took him 4 years to convince her to take the role uh-huh. and he when he did it when she did it she returned the compliment and she said quote that bong quote helped reactivate all the cells that i have dormant in my body uh-huh. From just giving, being able to play this role. Yeah. The dance at the beginning, uh-huh. he danced with her to make her less nervous because yeah, she's even probably that like, wouldn't have helped yeah. with me. She won the Best Actress Award from the LA Film Critics. Oh, I hoped so. What else did she win? At other things? She won a, a bunch of awards but in Korea. And... She should have because yeah. that was a phenomenal performance um this had a limited united states theatrical release in march 2010 and that was all well the title medeo is also a play on mother and murder Mm -hmm. so 
And that is, that was my tasty nuggets. My only tasty nugget is that my brother lived in South Korea. Did he? He did? Yeah, for like a year or two or something. Wow. Um, But I texted him and he didn't get a lot out of him. He lived there in 2003. He's he's such a chatty Kathy, your brother. Well, he is the older one. He, He can be. Um, but, really? Oh, we yeah. have not seen that side of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he loved there. He taught English. He did that gig. Oh, mm. like Jason, maybe. Yeah, that's what my friend did in Japan. Mm-hmm. But then I remember him talking about uh, the only I, he was like going on a date with a girl, and he was really excited about it. And then, like in the middle of the date, realized that she was just with him to work on her English. Mm. Oh, yeah, that probably happens a lot. So, mm. but yeah. Okay, well, listeners, that is Mother and Aaron and I were talking before Christine got on, uh-uh. saying it's really hard to follow Christine in a it movie. Is day. oh my gosh, has you picked Man. these amazing movies? Shout out to Steve for the yeah, shout out to Steve. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, damn. So, so luckily, Aaron has to follow you. And next week, what will it be, my sweet? Well, next week is Easter Sunday. Does anybody have issues with podcasting on Easter? Oh, because I might be busy hunting for eggs. But the huge Easter soiree I'm planning on attending. What the hell? No. Well, you'll be opening an Easter box from me. Oh. Oh, I probably will like order. I hope you open it as soon as you get it so that the cookies don't get even more stale. (laughs) Okay. It's good to know. Um, all right. Well, I have to say that we almost, we did almost watch another movie because there's a documentary on HBO Max right now, and (gasps) I highly recommend everybody watching it. We're not going to do what's no, going to have to do with it? We are not. I, I, We almost did. What is it? We it's haven't not. said it yet. It's not. Because the, the Tina documentary came out last night. And, of course, I watched it. And I was laughing because it kind of does go. It doesn't go beat by beat. But it's like, oh, that yeah, I remember that from the movie. I remember th- oh, mm-hmm. that was the, that, that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to. But earlier in the week. We just lost a great one. One of yes. my favorite performers. Oh my gosh, yes. Jessica Walters. Lucille Bluth. Yeah. Lucille Bluth. What so a good. great quote. I'd cry, but I can't spare the moisture. Um, I'd rather be dead in Arizona. No, I'd rather be dead in California than alive, alive in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Oh my God! But before Arrested Development, she was amazing. Well, so I are we going to do play Misty for me? Yarma, because I've heard this like you. I've never heard of this. You and my dad would like throughout my childhood would always reference this movie, and I'll tell you why. And then it, I. It's because it. I want to honor her. Like she played it. I'm not a big fan of the director of this film, but, but it was. It was star. like one of his first ones, it's wasn't his it? First, it's his. It's yes. Clint Eastwood's directorial Clinton. debut. Mm-hmm. 
1971, Play Misty for Me. A suspenseful thing. It is. It's a suspenseful thriller, but in reading the obituaries, people were coming back to it just saying that her performance was so fantastic and great, and we can't do a it's rest of It's not comedic? Episode. No, it's not comedic. No, it's not. This is Which a thriller. Is a, yeah. Mm-hmm. She... She played all. She played everything there was to play. Well, there's another movie that I wanted to do of hers, but it was longer, so I got mm-hmm. nervous because it was called The Group, and there's a bunch of women in that. I think Candace Bergen might also be in it. Oh. It's about a bunch of women, um, going and and what ended up happening to them, like a, a bunch of, like college school friends. And I think it's the early 70s, late 60s. And it seemed yeah. interesting, but it was a little bit longer. And since I had always heard Play Misty for me growing up, that's why I decided to pick this movie. I will tell you why you always heard that. Because my brother, your Uncle Nick, who you hardly knew, his second wife, anytime she got on the phone, would say, to Poppy, play Misty for me. <laughs> so uh, that was why it was quite a joke in our family, but it's a good movie. And if you didn't do it, I was going to do it next week. Oh, nice. Yeah. So excellent. I'm glad we're going to honor her because she continues to be amazing. She's just hilarious. hilarious. I mean, just her jokes and quips in Arrested Development about like something. It's just something about. I it just sticks with me about like um, how clear liquor is like. Does it have any calories or something? And like <laughs> everything about her, like everything. And in Archer, even she was just oh, yeah. fantastic in uh-huh. Archers. Just and that was all funny because. When Archer went out, like the script went out for casting, they were like, "Get me a Jessica Walter type." And then her agent found it and sent it to her, like, "If you're interested, it sounds like oh you could God. have this part." Nobody else oh, could I, do that. I feel like, and it's like, uh, social media wasn't the same when Arrested Development was on, but I feel like because Moira from mm-hmm. Shit's Creek just has taken the internet by storm like everybody's recreating her and like doing you know and i feel like that would have been lucille bluth it sure would have yeah tiktok and instagram and everything were yeah and and that show wouldn't have gone off the air if we had social media because remember i i didn't it was i knew it was on tv and i was watching it and then the DVDs came out, and I came home, and I was like, no, you have to see this. Like, yes. you have to see this Maybe show. that'll be the next thing we watch again, back all the way Yes, through. I'm going to. We're in the middle of having nothing to watch right now. We're like, you know, nothing, we don't have a series we're watching. Yeah, so. I know that feeling. I'm definitely going to go back to Arrested Development, because, my God. It's so... I was just watching a Genius, Aretha, and... Um, I could not figure out who the manager was. But that's and so I funny, going, Ma, because she texted me. She's And I'm like, well, should I look it up? And she's like, no, don't look up who played Jerry Wexler. So I fire up the first episode of Genius, the Aretha Franklin. It's on streaming on Hulu. The opening credit montages roll, and I'm like, oh. See, you knew his name. See, I didn't know his, his real name. So I kept going, who? I know this guy. I know that voice. 
Yeah. Okay. Tobias. David Cross. Oh my god. I'm like, who knew Jerry Wexler was a never nude? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it will not be a comedy next week, but it will be a, a mystery. And yes, Clint Eastwood, before he, you know, took that right turn, um, I guess he was always in the right lane. Yeah, but, but every everyone's allowed to have their political lean. He can have his political, but that was a okay. And, and like we know that like racism isn't defined by left or right because you know some of the <laughs> weird like you know unconscious biased people are the ones that are on the left who are like all about that fight until like oh they're gonna move in here. Yeah, <laughs> my daughter's bringing home who? <laughs> but I voted for Obama, and she still brought him home. <laughs> okay, listeners, we hope you enjoyed Mother. Well done, Christine, because I yeah that was totally out that of my. That was very radar. good. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Okay. Well, there you go. Bye. Bye.